Fellow Gothamites, welcome back to a very special interview that I have with another member of the cast of Gotham. Could you introduce yourself, please? Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Francesca Ruth Dodson, and I play Echo on Gotham. Fantastic. Welcome to Gotham TV Podcast, Francesca. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to have you on board. I think from the first moment that Echo started out on the show, she was instantly had this kind of connection with the audience. Uh, you know, a character that, that's working alongside Cameron Monaghan, who's a very big draw for the Gotham uh, fans. And then to have this moment with your character to begin with, as Jerome walks into the room and you effectively say you knew he was coming and you're going to put him in a cage for transport. What kind of excited you about this playing this character to begin with? Was that kind of strength that she has? I mean, honestly, I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. So I just, um, originally, it was just, I thought it was just going to be that one episode, and I auditioned for it with a Russian accent. So mm-hmm. once you're speaking with a Russian accent, you know, fierceness and being stone cold, a stone cold killer, I think comes like a little easier. <laughs> 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 you know, like certain accents just lend themselves to certain characteristics. So uh-huh. You know, I didn't really, and I didn't understand really what I was getting myself into, you know, which is a, maybe a good or a bad habit of mine. I usually just roll up on set and I sort of know my lines and I just assume <laughs> we'll wing it and it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Excellent. So you never knew at the beginning that you were going to have more than one episode or did you just think it was going to be a few no, episodes? Or I thought. I thought it was just that one episode. I'm, I mean, I do believe that my manager, because I was being aligned with Jerome, mm-hmm. my manager thought it was possible that I might have a couple more. Yeah. But I, and actually, he from the beginning, my manager said, "You've got to learn the Harley voice." Oh, right. Wow. And, and I was like, "What are you talking about, man?" I was like, "I'm not going to learn the voice if they're not paying me to play it." You know? <laughs> and he was like. He was like, just trust me, just practice it, okay? Just be ready. And I was like, whatever, man. But he was right, you know? <laughs> Fantastic. That's really good. I was I was going to say, yeah. because on that first episode, there was a moment where you, the character's under the hypnosis of, of Jarvis Tetch, and she fights with Jim and Harvey. And I remember we were live tweeting at the time with, with a bunch of the Gothamites and Gotham fans out there, and it was instant. Everybody was going, this is Gotham's Harley Quinn. Did you have that kind of feeling yourself at all? No. I mean, because I don't, you know, it, one doesn't really want to have a lot of expectations mm-hmm. in show business or maybe in general, because you never know what's going to happen. So no, I didn't think that was happening. And actually, people on the set, not anybody, not like a producer or anything like that, but, you know, production assistants and other people were sort of saying that Barbara Keene looked like she was Mm going to become Harley. You know, nobody basically, you know, I don't think anybody but the fans thought that (laughs) I was going to turn into that. And I wonder if... I mean, it's so hard to understand how these things work, but I wonder if the positive reception and the the kind of the identification of fans being like, oh, that's going to be her. I wonder if that's what led it to happening. I mean, who knows, you know? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there's, there's, there is definitely a little bit of power in there when uh, when you have the fans behind you and, and playing that mm-hmm. kind of role. You know, they do have a, ca- a habit, as you mentioned, of kind of keeping characters around. They like when they see a strong performance in, in a role. Yeah. Definitely have a have a plan there. What was your reaction when you, when you heard you were coming back for season five after doing a few episodes in season four? I mean, I was so happy. And... Um, And, you know, Cameron had said that he was going to put in a good word for me, Mm. uh, which, of course, is, you know, really nice. Always good. Flattering of him. And it's and then I I remember I read another interview of his where he had kind of mentioned that he had done that. And, you know, so so I had I mean, I I had a hope that I would come back because they didn't kill me and they killed everybody else at the end of uh, (laughs) um he killed like all his minions yep. at the, was it the series finale or the one before the series finale in season four? And yep. um, so I had a hope, but I, you know, who knows with these things, but I was thrilled, especially when they showed me 
the sides for the scenes for 503. Mm, yes. Um, they actually, casting had me come back in and reread for the role because it was so different than what I had done before. Yeah. Um, but I was thrilled when I saw, you know, I, I, I like pop in for a moment in 501. But um, yeah. when I saw the scenes for 503, I was, uh, yeah, it was a, I was so excited because it, it was so fun, you know, so... Absolutely. It, it's a huge moment, really, for, for the character, you know, obviously working with uh, Cameron Bikendova in, in that episode and really kind of standing aside from Cameron Monaghan's Jeremiah. You know, obviously, you've had a lot of scenes with him over the over the years on the show. Um, but having this huge moment where you're effectively standing on your own two feet as a character mm-hmm. and the character being so different from last season. It's very unhinged this season. Um, can, mm-hmm. you, can you talk a little bit about your preparation for that? And do you see it as a completely different character or is there a little bit of her still inside? Uh, no, I think of it as like a complete psychotic break um although i mean that's like technical language i I don't think that this is within the world of you know you know this is not clearly i think what happens to people when they Uh have a psychotic break but anyway um i did i prepared a lot i mean the thing was that was so funny is that nobody explicitly said like now you've turned into a harley quinn prototype Mm -hmm. change your voice change everything i just looked at the language as it was written in 503 and thought i guess they're telling me secretly that that's what they want me to do so then i just took it i think that probably they would have let they would have just followed me wherever i went but i decided to go as far as i could while still honoring I, i really wanted to what i basically did is i wanted to honor the like spirit of the character especially the cartoon Mm -hmm. you know and um but i wanted to also because gotham is a different world i wanted to have a new take so what i did is i basically i i both i you know i watched the cartoon growing up but i like rewatched all of um of harley's stuff and then i took a just a quick look at suicide squad because i didn't really want to get too bogged down in that but then i took that information and then did something that felt organic to me yeah and i prepared a lot i mean when you have that much much language and it's so i also i mean if people who are listening have watched i completely shifted my vocal range Mm -hmm. you know and my physicality and um so anyway i prepared as opposed to my super blasé approach when i first came on the show (laughs) (laughs) where i got on i got on set and didn't even know my lines yet um this was totally different i spent i spent like weeks preparing for this um, because it's a lot, you know, it's a lot. And that, and we shot it only over two days, which wow. was nutty. And I was, you know, wearing leather head to toe. Yep. I, I almost fainted at the end of the shoot because I'd been on my feet for like 12 hours, wow. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and especially with having, like, with having the outfit as well as the makeup job that was done for Echo in this season. It's absolutely amazing what they've done, the I transformation know. that's there. I think there was, I there were some moments for, for fans even who had watched season four repeatedly since, since last season where they were wondering, is this actually Echo? that's arrived back on on screen because the transformation was so different and you embody it so different uh, how, how long were you spending getting ready in in the, uh, in the trailer for that role oh about three hours well wow. <laughs> yeah it's a lot i mean it got faster as the season went on you uh-huh. know when everybody it became more automatic but yeah that hair and that makeup and it's beautiful it takes a really long time and they did such a great job john who's the head of the makeup department did such a great job coming up with that that like the split 
face with yep. the flip, you know? Uh, so I was so, and also the costume department is so wonderful. I, what I love, part of what I love so much about Gotham is how beautiful all the production design is. Absolutely. You know, yep. the sets are incredible. The cinematography is incredible, the costumes. So I had such a fun time being able to be transformed in that way too, yeah. you know? Yeah. We always talk about it as like a film of the week, effectively. Like they're trying mm-hmm. to put a, a film mm-hmm. together in eight days. You know, it's quite, quite a significant amount of time that they put into the show mm-hmm. to try and get it just right and make sure everybody's scenes stand out. And really with, with this scene particularly that you're talking about, I suppose there's also a fight scene going on with uh, with Cameron Beacon Dover, with Selena Kyle uh, that's going on in there. Um, how much of that are are you actively doing? I know obviously we have our we have our choreographed um, fight scenes that are going on, but you're leading in and out of that quite a lot. Is that difficult to learn? You know, I used to be a dancer, oh, so right. I didn't find it that hard. I did basically all of it except the like double back flip. Uh-huh. And um, you totally should have said you'd done that. I would have believed you. I know, you. <laughs> right? I know, I know, I know. Um, but I basically did, I think I did almost everything else in it. Mm-hmm. So a lot, I, I would say about ha- more than half, half or more than half of that is me, you know? And um, I, I would love, I mean, if we had had more time mm-hmm. and, I would love to do like all my own stunts yeah. just because I love the physicality of it and it's so fun and delicious. And, um, so that's a real, that was a real perk for me. And also last season getting to do that too, these extensive fight scenes. Yeah. So yeah, I certainly don't shy away from it. Excellent. Excellent. And, and working with Cameron as a dancer herself, did you get some kind of moments with her as well? Yes, actually she had an injury much of this that's right. of season. Course. She hurt her leg. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was amazing because she's on crutches, but would, you know, put the crutches away for whenever we were shooting. Yes. So, which I assume takes a lot of fortitude, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that sounds really hard. So I ended up doing a lot of it with her stunt double because of her injury. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. But she certainly was like really lovely and easy and simple to work with, mm-hmm. you know? Excellent, excellent. Um, and uh, we already talked a little bit about Cameron Monaghan and your relationship with him, but obviously you spent a lot of time crafting the characters together on the show, I suppose. Uh, what's it been like working with him? What's your relationship between the two of you? I mean, he's amazing. He's very, he's one of the most uh, focused and dedicated actors I've ever um, worked with before. Mm-hmm. And he... Uh, I don't know if he would call... I don't know what he would officially call himself, but I... I would put him somewhere in like the realm of like method. So he basically to some extent stays in character for the entirety of the shoot, which can be both terrifying and amazing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And um, so what I would say about him that I really admire about him and his work. And I, especially, it was so great to wait. Have you seen last night's? Yes, we have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I, I, because you know, when I'm not, I wasn't there for all of his scenes and it was so wonderful to watch his work last night. He's so He's so good just and so dedicated and, yeah. and concentrated. And um, it's just wonderful to be around someone who takes it so seriously, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, I think that he's such a – I think he did a great job to for iconic, really challenging – I mean, I can only imagine how much pressure it must feel like to take on that character. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But he seems so, so he proud. Did... He's been going since season one. He seems so proud of the work that he's done. I know all the fans are really happy that, that he's finally totally. getting that moment where he's, you know, hopefully going to be called Joker in the future at some point. Yeah, but, you know, with totally. no with no disrespect to Cameron at all, um, of course, the character of Echo is adding so much extra shade around the character of Jeremiah uh, as it goes on. So the work that you've done with him, I absolutely believe, is kind of adding oh. those extra layers into his character. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's nice. Yeah, I have. I try to just be fun. You know, yeah. that's my whole 
I feel like so much of the spirit of the Harley Quinn character mm-hmm. is just like a bag of fun. Well, you know? speaking so that's of which, what I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, speaking of which, last night you got the the wonderful moment of roller skating around Jim and Lee while they were being moved around. <laughs> it had I had that moment knowing I was speaking it to you today. I had that moment wondering. Did that take a number of takes or are you just a very good roller skater? I mean, can I tell you the honest to goodness truth, which is that I practiced roller skating a bunch. Mm -hmm. And then when we got to the set, because we were shooting on a location, the floors were totally just like really full of holes and pockmarks. (laughs) And and the cat, the, uh, the stunt coordinator took one look at it and he said, I'm not letting you roller skate on that. No way. <laughs> yeah. So actually, which which was really sad, but also I could tell I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Well, you know? absolutely. And, yeah. um, I want to make so it to the actually, end of the episode. Yeah. We basically <laughs> did a, like a meld of me and the the um, the stunt woman. And um, I hope that that doesn't ruin everything. Not for at everybody. all. But um, <laughs> I came. I was like so ready. I was so excited you know, I was like, I'm going to roller skate, man. And then he, Norm McDonald was like, no, you're not. No, <laughs> not for you. But we did get a lot of other fun moments as well throughout the episode. You know, we have uh, Echo making her phone call to uh, Jeremiah with the ever-extending yeah. aerial. A great performance there. They didn't really show. <laughs> that thing was like four and a half feet long. It was <laughs> so fun. And I just, and the thing is, that the, the, it's, you can never tell the way things are shot, you know? Yeah. So basically, I didn't realize that I wasn't on camera. But basically that whole time that we were doing that, I was just talking to myself and then talking to the walkie-talkie and, like, having so much fun (laughs) with the walkie-talkie. Of course, that, like, didn't even end up in the episode. But I had – that prop was, like, my favorite prop the whole season. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. It's really, really good fun. You know, you do have other great moments within the episode. But so many other other great moments throughout the season. Is there anything specifically during your time on the show that – you'll fondly remember. I mean, 503, I would say that getting to play the Russian roulette mm-hmm. with myself, that was, you know, shooting that was one of the peak experience, creative experiences I've ever had. I yes. felt so, uh, I felt so wild and free and they really, you know, the director, Rob, he like, he really let me just do whatever I wanted. And um, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll think back on that as one of the, you know, the, my best experiences from the show. Because um, it's rare you get to play somebody that deranged and fun. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and with a character like like your character on the show, one of the really lucky things you've had, I suppose, is that it's always been event episodes that Cameron Monaghan has been in. So he's been able to deal and, and deal and work with many of the other cast members on the show, which has allowed you to do it as well. I know uh, you've worked with Benedict Samuel on last night's episode and obviously with Ben McKenzie and with um, and with many, many others on the show. Uh, any fun experiences working with the main cast? Um, I just, you know, I always try to just frighten the other people, you know, <laughs> with my with my bizarreness. So I would say, by and large, I, I feel like I succeeded. Yeah. Um, I feel... I feel like, you know, Benjamin McKenzie sort of like, especially when we were shooting that scene last night, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of like barely the two of them were both looking at me and they were like barely tolerating my insane behavior, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is that that's what I want. I'm like looking to elicit, you know, I'm like looking to elicit reactions Mm -hmm. from people. And actually I remember in 503, there's this moment where I, I didn't even know we were rolling, but I lick blood that's on the wall in the pool right uh i taste it and and then but i was just doing that to just to scare carmen you know i wasn't doing that for like the scene you know so i basically take that um i try to take that approach 
fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, put them, keep them all on their edge, really. Um, mm-hmm. Coming in for the end of this of the show, you know, the final season of Gotham. It's obviously been uh, been a huge show for all of us fans out there. Um, and you're coming in in the final season of the show. Was there any feeling uh, while you were there that it was coming towards the end um, for for you and for the cast? Um, I mean, yeah. Because it was all announced, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so everybody knew it was the end. They did add, as I'm sure you know, they did add two extra episodes. Yes. Originally, it was just a 10-episode order, and then they expanded it to 12. Mm-hmm. So that was a big surprise. But, yeah. you know, everybody knew when the deal was made for a fifth season that it would be a half-season order and would be the end. So, yeah, I think there was a sense of sadness for a lot of people, but also a sense of relief in that, um, you know, it's really – especially if you're a series regular, it's really hard work yeah. to be on a, a network show for five years. I mean, shooting 22 episodes a year, it's like nine or 10 months a year, yeah, you know, absolutely. of like 12 to 16 hour days, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think people were both were sad, but also had felt like they were getting closure. And then for me, I'm more, more so happy to just join. I wanted it to go on for years more. You know? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> but I think I was in the minority. So. <laughs> totally understandable. Understandable. And I suppose that's the big good news after last night's episode. Echo's still alive at the end of the episode. Still alive. And she's still, still got that dedicated cause of Jeremiah Velasca. So obviously hoping to see her back in future episodes, causing a bit of havoc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I'm not at liberty to say anything, mm-hmm. but I hope so too. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, are there any other projects that you're working on, um, Francesca, that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, um, I uh, I actually made a, I directed, I wrote and directed a, a film, uh, a feature film called Free Spirit. Um, oh, fantastic. A few years ago, and it's just now finishing up and it's going to be in a film festival in Los Angeles, the uh, Los Angeles Women's International Film Festival in March. Oh, congratulations. And um, yeah, it's great. It's something, it's a project I'm really excited about. It's about um, like a, a young man sees a woman on a train and ends up following her and sort of it, it appears at first that she's like his romantic fantasy, but then everything gets turned on its head and um, she's not. Um, oh, wow. So it's black and white and it takes place all in one night in New York City. It was... Um, it's like inspired by Woody Allen's Manhattan, I would say, in French New Wave. And I'm really, really thrilled about it. So what what I'll be doing is I'm going to be playing it. You know, it'll be playing in some festivals, but I hope to then um, distribute it. And so I'll be sure to, you know, let fans or whomever know that uh, when it's available and how to purchase it. Because I would love it's – it's, I mean, nothing could be further from Echo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in black and white. It's totally naturalistic, you mm-hmm. know. But it's, it's, it's really – she's also actually – the character is also a little bit – I mean, in a very much more mild way, is a little bit unhinged as well, which is honestly the characters I prefer to play. Excellent. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll be sure to let everybody know when that when that comes out properly. Yes, please do. That's uh, that that would be really interesting to see, and definitely let us know. Send us an email. And we'll let the uh, we'll let the Gothamites know as we go on with the rest mm-hmm. of the series of of Gotham. Uh, Francesca Root Donson, thank you so much for joining Gotham TV podcast. Of course. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And it was such a pleasure having you on the show. Definitely one of the highlights of uh, of the last two seasons of Gotham. <laughs> Great. Thank you. That was Francesca Root Dodson, who plays Echo on Gotham. Delighted that we were able to get that interview uh, with her for you to talk about all of her time on Gotham. Some awesome moments over the last two seasons. Really, really enjoyed chatting with her about them and about her time on the show. Really, really fun. Um, we will be back, obviously, with our review of this week's episode of Gotham. Gotham Season 5, Episode 7, Ace Chemicals. Lots and lots of stuff going on in that episode. Uh, please join us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast at GothamTVPodcast.com, where you'll find places to subscribe from Spotify, 
Spotify to uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, loads and loads of places to, to subscribe, or you can listen right there on the website. We'll be back with our review of 507 over the weekend. Thank you so much for joining me, and thanks so much once again to Francesca for her time. This is Francesca Root Dodson. I play Echo on Gotham. You're listening to Gotham TV Podcast.